Hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. I, I knew him as Mr. 59, uh, then he was Mr. 63, and, and now he's now he's a major champion. Before the age of 25, and it's Justin Thomas, the PGA Championship winner. Uh, we got Kyle still on the scene in Charlotte, still deconstructing everything that he happened. We'll have uh, Sean Martin coming up here in just a little bit. Um, Man, Kyle, like you get you you get to call your shot when you're trying to figure out where you're gonna go, who you're gonna follow, and uh, and you you said, all right, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna I'm gonna follow JT. Did you know at the time that you were likely going to be following the same player who would go on to host the Wanamaker Trophy at the end of the day? Well, that, that's one of the hard things, Chip, about actually being at the event is with golf it's it's the one sport the one major sport that everything's not right in front of you and so you have to pick and choose and a lot of times that's pretty easy if if jordan spieth is leading the masters by five strokes on the back nine you know no matter what happens he's going to be the story whether he wins or he hits uh two balls uh, into the water on number 12 so right. um sometimes it's easy today it wasn't because there was a five-way tie on the back nine and i picked jt and hideki because i i really felt like the winner was going to come from that pairing they were they were not so far back that um, you know they they were both what two back to start the day I think yep so they weren't they weren't so far back that it was a, a, impossible to overcome maybe like a fowler um, and, and they were sort of you know right in in the middle of it and I didn't really think I thought Kevin Kisner could win but I didn't think he would I didn't think him or Chris Stroud would uh, end up winning and so. I picked JT and Hideki and and just prayed that it would be right and uh, thankfully it was in a in a very dramatic and big way it was it was a lot of fun the back nine after 54 or excuse me 63 holes of of kind of a, a sloggy just just it wasn't a great tournament honestly for 63 holes and then the back nine on Sunday was just it was lit it was unbelievable yeah. uh, I mean you the rain had I guess was it still pretty hot. It was so hot. I mean, it was just Omar, Omar, your Omar, your resty went through like four shirts on Sunday. I think people were just it, it was it was brutal. Because, uh, but at least like the rain had cooled off. The crowds were packed. The energy was there. Um, all right, so tee shot on seventeen for Justin Thomas. Uh, the chip in on twelve. The the putt that dropped. Like where where for you were the highlight? You were right there. So uh, from your perspective, how do you think that you're going to order those as you look at the way? I mean that those last nine holes where Justin Thomas separated himself from the field uh, and pulled away for just an electric win. Yeah, I picked him up on seven, or excuse me, on uh, eight, and he parred eight, and then he made a really long birdie putt at nine that that sort of got overlooked because of what happened at ten. So he makes the long birdie putt. And people are getting pretty fired up. You know, it, it's interesting because at these majors, when you're in the last group or the second to last group, everybody sort of um, – the crowd sort of grows as the day goes on because everybody's going towards the final holes. And some people leave, but a lot of people are just, just walking with you, and then it just kind of bunches up at the end. So the crowd was starting to build. It was getting a little bit buzzy. Uh, JT was locked in. I mean, it, it was – from the, from the moment he made the birdie on nine, and again, this is where I picked him up, it, it just looked like he was just totally locked in. And then 
the shot on 10, I mean, the, the, excuse me, the putt on 10, it hung on the lip. I'm standing there with, with Chris Solomon of No Lane Up, and everybody's just just groan, just oh, my gosh, how does that not go? And I look over at Solomon, and I said, that, that's, that's going to drop, isn't it? <laughs> yes. And then literally two seconds later, it drops. Uh, JT looks back at us. He was looking at, at Solomon, who was next to me, and, and gives the, the MJ shrug. And we're off to the races. I mean, it, it was, you know, the, the chip in on 13 was was spectacular as well. Um, he gave a pretty, he, he said that's as berserk as he's ever gone on a golf course, which he didn't, I mean, it was a big fist bump, but he didn't like lose his mind. Um, and then the shot on 17 is, is probably the one that, I'll, the shot that I'll remember the most, just because you got 223 in uh, with, with water just all over the place. He has a seven iron. And he said it was probably, you know, one of the best shots he's ever hit in his life. It was so pure. He twirled it so hard. And uh, it was just, you know, you, you, you kind of got the sense that when that landed and, and sort of filtered down towards the cup to 15 feet, no matter if he made the putt or not, you kind of felt like the tournament was over. Well, because that was the spot where he could have lost it. And we've, yeah. and we've seen the uh, – we've seen Justin Thomas, the, the – I think this is a – I'm repeating a Kyle Porter quote right back to you. But, like, his heaters are, like – on par with anybody. I mean, his when he gets yeah. hot, it's in, it's awesome. But we just haven't seen that many times where, and especially not yet in a major where he's been able to to keep it going. And so, where there are so many places where it can fall apart for you at seventeen with all that water, and so many other other like other ejections that we had seen on the Green Mile from throughout the week. Like as soon as that thing just even landed dry, I felt good. But the fact that he just took aim and dropped it, like it was uh it was it was one of these things where I kind of felt like the early prediction that Kevin Kisner, despite this being a great week for Kevin Kisner, I was with you. I didn't start the day even seeing that he had a two stroke lead. I I didn't think that this was going to be his time. And that stinks. But I just didn't have it in me. Yeah, and, and you sort of you saw it come unraveled a little bit at the at the very end. And you know, I, I think it, I think one of the interesting things this, you know, it it played a lot like a U.S. Open all week. You were just fighting for pars and just trying not to make bogeys. And I think I think the hole that'll probably get overlooked is 16 when JT gets up and down uh, from that kind of front right bunker to the back pin for par, and and Hideki doesn't, and so he sort of put him away there. And then all he has to do is is uh, is put Kisner away um, on on seventeen and 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 get in ahead of obviously Patrick Reed and those guys. But that up and down for par on sixteen was uh, that was big time. And and you know he said all day like he, it was interesting because he actually said at, in his in his presser afterwards he's like I kind of won the tournament on Saturday because I didn't have my stuff and I still shot uh, whatever he shot was it's uh, sixty nine. He played really well on Saturday despite not having it, and he just kind of like kept it together. And so, in that sense, it, it felt mental from from the mental standpoint. It felt a little U.S. opening. And so, I, I just I don't know. I, I was I came away pretty pretty impressed. Obviously, JT is a prodigious talent, but just from the mental side, I I, I thought that he really I don't know if he grew up a lot this week, but I, I I was very impressed with the way he handled everything. The um the the Justin Thomas. Uh, wraps up the Justin Thomas win wraps up three awesome like a, a a great major season for young American golfers like futures like we are way beyond uh, the Keegan Bradley leading the Ryder Cup <laughs> right well it, it's I mean 
it, 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 yeah. I mean, it's incredible. If you look back, I think seven of the last uh, 12 major winners have been Americans, and then five of those have been under the age of 28. Now, three of those were speed. Um, but, yeah, between Kepka and, and JT and, and Spieth and even DJ, when he won his U.S. Open at Oakmont, he was only 31. So uh, people get, I think, pretty caught up in, like, eras and, like, the next thing and whatever. Like, I, I think only history will tell us when, like, the formal ushering in of a new era happened. It, it might be 2017. It might be 2018. It might have been 2015. I don't know. We'll have to sort of sort that out later on. But it's become pretty clear that, like, these young Americans that are, like, the next thing are kind of the now thing. Like, they're, they're winning majors. Ricky Fowler just had his, I think, seventh top five at a major. Goodness gracious. That's crazy. I mean... You know, we can talk more about him later on. I'll probably—I think I'm going to talk about him with with Sean here in a minute. But um, it's really impressive what those guys are doing, and um, yeah, I mean the 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 future of American golf is 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 pretty uh, pretty awesome. All right, so when we did our over under mega cast, we only touched on Justin Thomas career wins, and we said it at sixteen and a half. Um, and I think you might have talked me down thinking that 16 and a half might have been a lot. But for the major wins, he's got one. So we're already over the .5, which is what I might have thrown if we had set for major wins. Do you think that based on anything that you've seen, does, does your general projection of the Justin Thomas career arc change at all? Like, Do you think that there is definitely another major in his future? Do you think that there is two? Well, you know, where do you stand and what have you learned in terms of uh, Justin Thomas, the golfer, and sort of projecting out how this could go? Well, I, I feel like I sort of keep um, selling him a little bit short in terms of his trajectory because I, I keep talking about uh, Jordan Spieth is is going to win, you know, uh, 40 times on the PGA Tour. He's going to win seven, mate, what, or whatever the numbers that I said. And yet I sort of discount what I feel like Justin Thomas is going to do, which is um, you know, I don't think I, 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 I said 16 and a half was a crazy number. I said, I, I don't remember what I said, but I think I said, I think I went back and forth on 0.5 majors. And yet I also think that their trajectories for their entire careers have been pretty similar. I mean, they had very similar junior careers. I was just looking at, um, Thomas in college. He won the Heisman for golf as a freshman at Alabama. Um, so, so like, and, and that was my, yeah, Rolls, I heard that way too many times this week. But <laughs> that was my whole point in my column uh, after after Thomas won was this has been his trajectory for a long time and people just sort of didn't see it because Spieth overshadowed him and all this other stuff. So all that to say, I, I think if I'm saying that his trajectory and Spieth's trajectory have been the same pretty much for the entire their entire careers, that I have to say that he's going to win um, at least – half as much as Spieth and at least half as many majors, right? Like it, it would be crazy for me to say otherwise. And so um, I did give you a hard time about that 16 and a half number, but I don't, I don't really think it's a crazy number having like watched this tournament and, and thought about it a little more. And I think that, I think like, I think two and a half majors is probably like a good over under for him. Like getting to three um, would be like, I mean, maybe he gets beyond that. I don't know. But getting a three is a pretty good career. Right. And we don't know what the next crop or generation is going to be like. Right. Right. You know, yeah, like, that's- and that's, and so I, I think that 
based on what I saw today, I feel real good about him getting another one. And again, I hate to bash on kids like this, but it's going to be another tournament where JT is lurking, and it's just not somebody at the front who's going to be able to hit the gas pedal and pull away, and he's going to get it rolling. And that man, th- that confidence getting surging, like we can definitely see that. And I don't know if it, like I don't, I don't think. It would necessarily be the Open Championship, but we could see that at another U.S. Open at any point, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's, and it, that and feels the ma- likely. The Masters too. His ball flight is is, and he's talked about Augusta. Like he he just I think like loves that place, and like his ball flight is so good for Augusta. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, the thing about Kisner real quick is like you, you it, it's sort of felt a little coucherish in that like guys like that I mean Kisner's a really good player, you know, like but he's not he's not a he's not a speed, he's not a Rory, he's not a Jason Day, like he's not like this superstar. And so you only get if you're if you're Kevin Kisner, if you're Matt Kuchar, you might only get like two shots, one shot, three shots. It just it depends. It depends on what you know how how things play out. But um, you got to capitalize on those if if you're those guys. And uh, I felt bad for him because he's he's a good dude and he's a really good and I think sort of underrated player um, in in terms of American golf. All right, we're gonna pay some bills real quick. Coming up next, it's Kyle's conversation with PGA Tours Sean Martin from the PGA Championship. Today's episode of the First Cut Podcast, of course, comes to you just like qualified candidates do when you post your job on ZipRecruiter. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Their powerful technology then matches the right people to to your job better than anyone else. See... Unlike these other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. In fact, it finds them. With over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter, get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Think about how easy that is. You don't have to juggle calls. You don't have to juggle emails. You post the job. It goes to all the top job sites. Then you get to simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. And right now, find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. One more time, try it for free today. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. Okay, Sean Martin, PGA Tour, welcome to uh, the First Cut Podcast. Uh, longtime listener, first time guest, very honored to be here. You've uh, done that on a few podcasts tonight. It's been a big night for yeah, me. Yeah, big podcast night. You need to have your own podcast. I should. Uh, I'm an occasional guest on the Talk of the Tour with John Swantek, but not, not one of my own yet. Swanee. We'll Swanee's great. Um, you could be big in Japan. Japan podcast? I could. Uh, I can't speak the language, but... Maybe. What is... Um, when you think about 2017 PGA, what do you think is going to be your enduring memory from... from uh, I think even though the chip-in was great, I think it's Justin on the 17th tee. Yeah. Staring that ball down, he club twirls. It's unreal. Uh, you've heard me say it before, but it was it was alpha. Uh, the guy who was like, you know, he's Jordan Spieth's good friend, whatever, it was just like, he was the man. I mean, for today, he was the man. And not just because he won, but the way he won, the way he handled himself, the birdie on 13, the good par on 16, the birdie on 17, like he won this thing. And he's doing it in front of a big crowd. There's a lot of energy, a lot of pressure, uh, and he just 
performed. We talked. I talked to to Chip a lot about JT and just kind of what he did. I'm curious to get your thoughts on sort of like the. <clears throat> so whenever we have these majors, we just have one guy that wins, and then there's these like there's a group of seven or eight guys that could have won, but they came up short. So. Just your take on like Kisner and and Matsuyama specifically, because those were kind of the two that were uh, the closest uh, out of, out of the groups that were at the end. Yeah, I think Kisner is a tough one, just because he had at least a share of the lead after all three rounds, and each week you're probably gonna have a bad round, and so I mean he had his three good ones. It could have, I mean obviously there was nerves involved, I'm sure, but you're also just gonna have your bad round, and if it comes on Sunday, it comes on Sunday. Sometimes you just can't. You can control how you play, but some days you just don't. You show up at the course, you don't have it. Yeah. Um, and it's a big position for a guy who he knows that there's only about five holes in that golf course he can make birdies on, and he's not the longest hitter in the world. It's a big hitter's golf course. Well, and he, he hits it in the water on one of the ones that he can make birdie on. Right. Seven. Yeah. Did he make bogey there? Uh, he did. Um, and I mean that was. I mean there were five holes, three par fives, two short par fours that he said he had to draw or had to make birdie on, and the first three rounds. He was 11 under on those 15 holes the five times he, or the three times he played those five holes and four over on the rest of the golf course so like he did all his damage on those uh, Masayama I mean really it's just it was the putter it was a lot of it. it missed a short one on one what was it do you know his strokes gained on Sunday Masayama yeah. I don't it had it was probably in the negative because he did not make a lot I can't think of one big putt he made. Yeah. Uh, oh, he the one at 15 the birdie putt to pull in one of JT but that was like. It wasn't a long putt. No, but it was a good 10, 12-footer. Was it? It was. It had some distance to it, I think. Yeah. But then, I mean, the one on 16, you can't miss that at that stage. Yeah, that was kind of it for him. That was it for, almost for everyone. I mean, Kisner still had a chance behind them, but I think even Justin, once he said he made that putt, I guess that was 17, but once he made the putt on 17, he kind of knew it was over, even his mind. We, we talk a lot about over-unders and just like career trajectories and stuff like that. If if Hideki wins a major, what major do you think he ends up winning? Whew. I mean, he's top 15 in all of them this year. Which, you know, the Masters, he's had some good finishes, but they're kind of backdoor. Uh, I think a, but he's also a great ball striker, so it needs to be one where par is a good number. He He's a great ball striker. The putter, obviously, is his big weakness. So one of the ones where you know, par is a good score. So a U.S. Open, uh, I'm kind of surprised he's played so well at the Masters because usually you think a good putter's there, but now the way Augusta is, it's so long, it's a ball striker's golf course. You know, Sergio and Justin Rose being the final group this year or battling out to the playoff. Uh, any of the four? It's just a He's a world traveler. This Generational year. player. Yeah, all courses fit his game. Uh I was thinking about this, and I sort of wrote about it a little bit, but do you think Thomas winning this week changes your perception of his future? Because Chip and I talked about this, and I sort of felt like it did for me, and I don't know if that I don't know if it should like I, and it's hard to it's hard to differentiate between recency bias and like actual like oh, like realization that like this guy might be better than I thought. you know I, I'm curious if it if it changed your perception of him at all. I think so. I mean, winning a major before 24, or before 25, is, I mean, that's heady stuff. I mean, that's, you know, the events he won, are, you know, it's good events. Any win on the PGA Tour is good, but, and I don't want to get into the whole, like, it was his first win on the mainland United States, but at the same time, like, you win in Malaysia, everyone's asleep when it happens. 
um, and it's during football season. You know, you win in Sony uh, and SBS, the Tournament of Champions, your two events in Hawaii, like, those two, those are on late. Like, those aren't getting the most eyeballs. You're not winning, yeah. like, a, a Riviera or, you know, an event that a lot of people are paying attention to. And so I think he was a little overshadowed because of that. I think he gets underrated because of what Spieth has done. Uh, I mean, Justin's still way ahead of the curve and has been his whole career, but Justin or for, but Jordan and all the historic things he's done, you know, Justin for all he's done is not the best player under 25 right now. But yeah, that's that's, that's crazy. When you think about it, it sounds crazy, but he's still in a I mean, where he's at now, five tour wins, he's got a major Who, who do you think will have a better career between JT and Ricky? Oof. That's a, I mean, right I mean Justin is already ahead of Ricky and he's 3 years younger, right? I mean, he's got I think he's four years. I think I think Ricky's twenty eight. Yeah, and so I mean that's four years younger. He's already got I think more tour wins than Ricky. I think Ricky has four. Yeah, he's got four and two European. Yeah, and yeah. no majors, obviously. I... But here's the thing, and <clears throat> we were talking about this on Saturday, but like, so this was Ricky's seventh top five at a major, which yeah. is a crazy really? number. And so it's like this was JT's second second top ten. Yeah. So like. You look at you look at Ricky's career and it's like, man, he's been really consistently good for a while. Yeah. But no majors. And it's like how how do you personally judge like consistently good versus like elite for one week? Yeah, I think Justin has a little more, I think, up and down in his game. He misses he, I mean, I think he missed three straight cuts before Akron. He missed like two straight after Sony. Yeah. And so he's all rubbing down in his game, but I think the difference is when he's on. I mean, he wins a lot because is, when, that, is that better? Are you a better golfer? I think so. It's one thing if you if your peak was okay. I'm gonna rack up a lot of top tens, but when I but I'm not gonna win. But his peak when he's playing his best, he's winning, and he still finishes in the top ten a fair amount. Like he he's up there in top tens this season on tour. But yeah, yeah. I mean, crap. He's got four wins this season. Yeah, player of the year. Yeah, probably. Probably, maybe speed. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I was, if, if, if I think if if either one of them wins a playoff event, that's who the player of the year will be. Probably a lot's gonna come down to who wins the FedEx Cup on brand spawn. Yeah, uh, but I don't know, man. Justin's really, really good. We probably should have known it before this week. Now we definitely know it. Um, he was probably un- I mean he gets a lot of attention obviously he's a popular young player but he's probably underrated which is easy to say now but uh, I mean if it wasn't for Speed, I mean this is- Speed skews the whole thing Speed's on like a historic pace right now yeah. if it wasn't for Speed, I mean Justin is on a you know you're not gonna say Hall of Fame pace quite yet but he's on I mean I mean he's got a major is. 20 yeah so I mean we would be I think Spieth's comparisons, and I hate to compare the two, they're different players, but, like, Spieth's comparisons take a little off of what Justin does, unfortunately, when we should really just be looking at what Justin does, and it's amazing. Yeah, I agree. I mean... Not to mention, Justin has a 59 this year, and a 63 at the US Open. Open. Lowest score relation to part of US Open. So, basically, the 59 was a record that... uh, Well, no, it wasn't a record, but... I mean, he's got 59 and 63 Young, major. I think he's the youngest to ever shoot 60 or lower. Probably, yeah. At a PGA Tour event. But, 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's, um, I don't know, I love debating this stuff. I love thinking about it and just like, because it, it's, it's so hard. I mean, and I think this is sort of like the Sergio corollary of like, you know, if you're consistently like really good for a really long time, is that better or worse than being like elite for like two weeks out of the year? Right. It's like Sergio versus Martin Keimer. Like, Sergio is like, in a vacuum, a better golfer. Totally. But until April, Martin Keimer had two majors and Sergio didn't have any. And a players. <laughs> well, three majors. And, and so, like, how, how do you... I, I don't know how you evaluate. The this. thing that I think, too, like, I say that a lot of times winning is a bad way to measure people. It's a bad metric. Because there's so much that goes into winning. You know, you could be in the clubhouse. Like, Paul Laurie, you're in the clubhouse. Jean Vandeveld makes a triple. You win a playoff and you have the British Open. In reality, you probably had no business winning that. Jean Vandeveld should have made double in the last hole. And so, but you win. Like, the, there's so much out of your control with winning. Yeah. Uh, whereas, the way Justin won today, like, he won it. He won it in impressive fashion. He performed on the stretch. He hit the so, shots. So you think there, there should be a better way to, like, measure types of wins? Like, this is a one-and-a-half win. This is like, I mean, he <clears throat> earned this win. This isn't like a squeaky into the house. This is like a, and the biggest benefit, I think, too, of having a major now is what, and Spieth has talked about this, when he gets in contention the next time, yeah, he's not nervous. He's like, oh, this is my chance. This is my one. He's like, look, I've already got one. I can go for it. I can kind of freewheel. If I win it, great, it's another one. But if not, I've already got my major. Like, I don't have to... You, you're so much freer because you already have that major. That monkey's off your back. And you've got that experience to draw from. We are talking about that. Like, the 17th hole. He can go back to that 17th hole for the next 10 years. He hit a 714 yards. Did you hear what he said? Just that he usually would hit six and he just S- nuked it? Stock six iron, 200 yards. And he's like, I didn't even... I, I didn't even pick it up. Yeah. Like, I had to hit seven. Yeah. And if, you, if he mishits that club at all, juiced. it's was, wet, probably. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Um, anybody else that you felt like impressed you this week that, that maybe finished top 10, top 15, maybe? Um, I think the Chris Stroud story is amazing. Like, it's not going to play well for the general fan. You don't think? No. <laughs> but the guy was like, what, 209th in the world? Yeah. He'd gotten his first win the week before... What was he before he won Barracuda? I know that's a good question. But he was 35. He had gone. He had to be like 350. Or... Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, I don't even think he had full status this year. But he was. It was his 290th start. He, would, he had never won. He's 35. Just been grinding for years. Uh, wins the Barracuda, which I mean, that's opposite field of, of Bridgestone. And then, I mean, he was in the final group at the PGA. Like. And then he shot 76. Yeah, I mean, which you kind of. The odds were that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, I think I'm no surprise. I think Hideki, another chance. You know, he was second at the U.S. Open. Uh, he's knocking on the door. It's just he's got to figure the putter out. But is he going to? <clears throat> what What is he strokes game putting this year on the PGA Tour? I don't know. Not good. I mean, the 64 was the best putting round of his career. Uh, on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't even that made anything long. He just made all of his five and six footers. But he's got to get the putter figured out. I mean, when Hideki putts well, he's like, when we saw it end of last year, he's unbeatable. Yeah, wins in Japan, wins in China, wins all over the world. Yeah. Uh, any, what do you think about Bryson this week? 
I saw a lot of Bryson talk, and I wasn't quite sure why, to be honest with you. What did, do we know what he finished? Like, T25 or something? it was a solid finish. He made an eagle on 14. I saw that. But I saw Tron tweeting about Bryson. I saw a lot of Bryson tweets. So I wasn't <laughs> sure why. Also, uh, P-Reed, first top 10 in a major. Yeah. It was solid. After you tweeted about no top 10s in a major. I think you said you and P-Reed had the same amount of top 10s in a major. We did. There was, until, until there was a T-11 in there, I think, wasn't there? There was like a T-11, a T-12, and a T-14. So it, was a little, it was a little crooked. <laughs> but he hadn't contended. No. I. You know, what? he finished 6. I think so. Bogey at 18. Yeah. I would have liked to see a, a four-hole playoff between him and JT. That'd be fun. Because <clears throat> those guys... I don't know if they're friends. I don't know if they like each other. I could see them not liking each other, and I could see it being uber competitive and just like, just a couple of alphas bucking their heads. There would have been it would have been tour sauce all over the place. It would have been unbelievable. Oh, did it, you see any of his round? You, you no, you were kind of in and out. I was deep on Hideki and Justin. Yeah. Um, I mean, at first, you kind of thought Hideki was going to win it. He was playing solid, and then really, because they've been kind of slow all week. And then Justin made like a 25-footer, maybe 20-footer on nine. And crowd got into it. He celebrated. And I was like, all right, this tournament's kind of started. And it might get into something. And then he yeah. had like a five-way tie for the lead. And then just Justin just Yeah. I up. thought uh, Doug Ferguson said something interesting on about like when you have – and I think you said this before too. But like when you have a five-way tie for the lead like late in a tournament, that's usually a recipe for not having a playoff. Yeah. Which most people wouldn't think. Why right. is that? I think because you're going to have one guy emerge from the pack. Usually what happens with the playoff is like some guy's got a lead and he falls back, yeah. I think, and he falls into the playoff. But when you have five-way tie for the lead, like someone's going to perform. Plus, like a couple of those guys, like Molinari was way ahead. He was a couple holes ahead. Um, so it's a little bit skewed because he's already played 14-15, which are the birdie holes. And um, But, yeah, I mean, out of, out of five PGA Tour players on Sunday who are in contention, like one of them is going to play well down yeah. the stretch. Uh, Ricky this week? Uh, played well, did not play well on, was it Saturday, shot 74? Yeah, struggled a little bit down the stretch. 73, yeah. but then played great on Sunday. Um, any takeaways from that? Like, do you, do you, like we talked about, seven top fives, including two this year at majors. Um, but he had one one. And is that, I mean, how long, how long does that go on until we start questioning it? I mean, I think Ricky, being Ricky, he's always going to get questioned. Is that is that fair though? I don't know because I I don't really I don't think I question it yet. Like I'm sort of getting there, but like, look, you finished in the top five seven times in a major. Yeah. Like I I, I don't I, I don't know. Like the the can't get it done thing is like uh, okay. No, I mean Ricky gets it a lot. I mean because look, because Ricky gets a lot of attention, he's a lot of commercials. He's marketed very well. He's very on brand. And I think too, like when he came out, he had like that motocross background type thing that. You know, it's like, oh, he's extreme and whatever. And so, like, you want to just come on and just, you know, rip things up, basically. and Literally. Literally. <laughs> just ride bikes across greens. And so, I mean, it hasn't happened for him. But, like, golf, I don't know, golf's hard. Uh, I know it's a super soft take, but I think he'll get it done. I think... But don't you feel like there's, like, a faction of people... <clears throat> like, I, I would say the general public was like, why can't Ricky win a major? Totally. And then, like, there's this, like subculture of like golf media that's like oh he'll win a major like where, where does that converge to where like the the people in golf media are like eh, maybe Ricky's not gonna win a major like does that ever happen probably I think there's just like we have all these questions where like 
this guy should win more majors and this guy should win more majors and this guy should win more majors. And it's like, dude, there's four of them. You need like, you need to you need to give us your take your uh, tempo take. What's the tempo take? Like guys who have good tempo, we think should win more. Oh, totally. I don't think that's the thing with Ricky though. Though I like Ricky's swing, I think it's just that Ricky is so popular and gets so much attention that I mean, there's a reason that Skip Bayless was having Ricky takes is because Ricky is a guy that the general sports fan knows, and so he's going to be talked about on general sports shows that might not have as much golf knowledge, and so it's like. It's just so easy to be like, this guy hasn't won enough majors, or why doesn't he win more majors? It's like, well, dude, there's four of them, and they're the best players in the world, and the hardest courses, like, yeah, these things happen. Uh, I mean, I think Ricky, when he got off the course yesterday, I mean, he was, like, I know he got flack at Aaron Hills for, like, saying, well, you can't just measure it by winning, there's other, you know, ways to look at it. But, like, he was peeved, like, he was, he was not happy yesterday, which was good to see, I think. And, yeah. I actually agreed with him at Aaron Hills. Yeah, I think that... I mean, I think it wasn't the right time and place. Like, it kind of came off weird. Well, and I think, too, that... I mean, Brooks won it. And Justin said it today, too. He didn't really feel that bad about the US Open because Brooks won it. Yeah. But then you do wonder, like, well, why weren't you the guy that won it? Or, you know, why weren't you the guy that won it? Like, why was it Brooks, the, the guy that shot that round? And sometimes yeah. you just happen to play well that day, and sometimes you just, you just don't have it. But, yeah. like... I mean, that's, again, it's like what Justin did today. Like, Justin won it, and that's what's impressive. Um, I just think it's such a... I think it's unfair to somebody who is... What's Ricky? Uh, third in strokes game on PGA Tour this year? In putting? Or no, total? just overall. Probably, yeah. I think he's second. Or, I think he's second. I think it's DJ and then Ricky. And people are like, oh, should win more. More majors. And it's like, he's pretty good. Like, yeah. I, I just... I don't, I don't know that he's going to be a guy that, like wins a major by like seven yeah he doesn't which i'm kind of surprised is he doesn't have that performance yet in any tournament where he's really just run away with it yeah like honda i think he ended up winning by three or four but got a little tight there on the back and it wasn't because he was playing well right he played really bad on the stretch but uh, yeah it is surprising like he he doesn't seem to have that fifth gear which this is why i think he's gonna win the u.s open like i feel like he's gonna win a tournament where everybody's just falling apart he's making yeah. pars he's staying steady and then he ends up winning totally I mean that's like when I say like winning is a bad metric it's like the open championship last year like Phil Mixon turns in one of the best performances in history yeah but he finishes second he basically won a major but yeah but he does but he didn't because Henrik turned in an amazing like there's nothing more Phil <laughs> could have done or should have been expected to do for that major like yeah. he shot 65 in the final round yeah Sometimes you just get beat. Um, I think it would be nice. I mean, people would love it to see Ricky just go out and win one. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, you, you talked today, like, JT, like, being, like, an alpha, like, going and get it. I don't know if Ricky, I mean, he did that at the players, kind of, but he it wasn't like, like, he was, like, seven groups in front of the final group yeah. or whatever. It wasn't like, oh, I'm in the one of the last two groups and I'm just, it's, over running this you know like I would like to see him do that no but then when when he was in the playoff which you're in the the only group on the course that's true when he was in the playoff he performed yeah so uh anything else to to wrap it up any other uh any other takes from Quill no I think it'll be remembered as a good major I think it was a little slow there for the first couple days but I mean down the stretch it was it felt a little like uh which year did uh, 13 Masters, Adam Scott? First three days, it was, like, not that great. And yeah. then it got crazy at the end. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. Great. I love 
I love the finishing stretch on Quail Hollow. Uh, not just the Green Mile that we hear so much about, but you start at 14. It's drivable par 4, so it's a birdie hole. 15 is a par 5, birdie hole. And then 16 through 18, they're all hard pars. So, like, you could very easily, the last five holes, not make a par. And so you could have huge swings there because guys are making birdies and eagles, making bogeys and doubles elsewhere. And, you know, whether or not they're the best holes architecturally, you could have some debate about that. But their holes are going to have a lot of swings. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have a guy who's two groups ahead. He's on 16, making double. And then you're going to have a guy on 14 making eagle. You have a guy who's in the clubhouse, and he's moving up the leaderboard because guys are struggling coming in. Yeah, the back nine was awesome. All, all you, what you really want on a back nine is leaderboard movement, and yeah. that's what you get there. It was great. Yeah, I, I loved it. So, um, okay, I guess that's it. Uh, we will be back later in the week to preview uh, the Wyndham, which you will be at. I will. What a lot of uh, FedEx Cup points to be had. Last event of the regular season. Yeah, lots to play for. You got President's Cup standings, uh, making the playoffs, keeping your card. Making the web finals. Any big names on the bubble? Uh, I think Jeff Ogilvy is 126 right now. And then mm-hmm. you've got some names. Kisner was committed to the field. I don't know if that'll change after the PGA. But he's chasing that. Uh, um, well, actually, he's locked up for the President's Cup. So we'll see him there. Which that'll be good. He's a gamer. But he was committed. Uh, Stenson is playing because he does need to move up uh, just to get. He hasn't really done a whole lot this year. Yeah. Um, they've got a pretty good field. You've got some guys. You've got you know guys trying to move up in the Presidents Cup standings. Those were locked and loaded after the second playoff event. Um, we're not going to see Tiger in the second to last group with Scott Brown, are we? No, unfortunately not. What was that two there. two years ago? That was twenty fifteen. Yeah. That's great. It was a fun event. That was amazing. I'm in on the Wyndham. Siwoo Kim. He's out. He had WD major champion. <laughs> Um, Okay, Sean, thanks for coming on, and we will talk to you later. No problem. Thank you.